0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need, in-store or online, at farmandfleet.com. For all of you that had your first date riding around the field in a tractor cab, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning and happy
1: Monday, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Nate Zimdars, filling in for our fabulous farm director, Pam Yonke, this morning. It's here, it's the final Monday of October. Tomorrow is Halloween, and then we are into November. While it's still very much fall, and everybody is in the thick of harvest right now, the question is is winter here? That's what I'm going to ask Stu Muck later in the program just based on some of the snow flurries that I saw when I was driving up to the Rippon area to visit my family. And some of the reports I've been hearing, looks like we might be in for some more snow tomorrow. So, of course, we'll get that update from Stu. And I'd be curious for anybody out there who's listening right now, what did you see over the weekend? If you want to text us, you can text us at our Farm Talk text line. That number is 877 301 farm please let us know what you saw for rain over the weekend and if you happen to see snow in your area we'd be very curious to know and get the update from Stu on what is in store for all of us again that number for our farm talk text line is 877-301-3276 we have a great show ahead for you we're going to have a dairy education update from bob bozold here in a moment And then we're also going to have a policy update a little bit later in the program and some exciting news on what's happening with electric tractors. Please stick around and hear the exciting updates that we have to share with you all.
2: This year, Dairyland Seed is introducing our best corn of all time again. That sound you just heard? That's the sound of a full lineup of top-performing hybrids bringing the yield like never before. It's the sound of even stronger traits bred specifically to boost corn bushels per acre in your soil. And it's the sound of workhorse corn seed proven to outperform yet again in independent head-to-head trials. See the latest corn performance data at showmethecornyield.com. That's showmethecornyield.com.
3: Do you know what time it is? It's National Pork Month. And while you're celebrating by enjoying a big plate of ribs or crispy bacon, be sure to raise a glass to the dedicated pig farmers who make that tasty food possible. They care a lot about producing quality pork products for you to enjoy. These farmers are equally passionate about raising animals the right way with a commitment to ethical, sustainable, and responsible practices. Be sure to learn more at porkcares.org. Brought to you by Wisconsin's Pork Producers.
4: Protivate Nutritional Seed Enhancer is an 80-20 talc graphite replacement that provides the critical nutrients corn and soybeans need for early and uniform emergence. Learn more at GetGreaterGrowth.com
5: more proof that Wisconsin is truly on the cutting edge of the dairy industry. It's a facility at the University of Wisconsin, River Falls College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences. A couple gentlemen very much responsible for that are with me. And one of course is the Dean, the new Dean, Michael Orth. And uh, Dean Orth, as we stand here in front of the Wheatrick Family Grassland Dairy Center of Excellence. You got to be proud. I mean, uh, your emphasis is to get more students and more cutting-edge technology in education, and this is going to help. Oh, this is this
6: is fantastic, because if, you know, when we talk about, like you mentioned, Bob, the experiential learning for the students, the partnerships with the industry, with the Weitrick family and, and all the other ones that were involved, the fact that the industry will come in and use the facility so, so they'll benefit from it, the interaction with the students and the industry personnel will be great. Uh, with that equipment, the new products, the innovation, trying things which I think a university should be doing. All of those things can take place here. It's just a, it's just a great just a great
5: facility. it's great for the state. Yeah, and for, you know, for River Falls in particular, too. What makes up this facility as far as the, the equipment, the faculty, the technology, what's in here?
6: Well, okay, so in terms of all the equipment, I'm probably Trevor might know better than I do. You know, a, a lot of the equipment relative to making cheese and um ice cream and you know it's that's probably above you know what i understand in terms of the equipment
5: with the name we trick there better be some butter made here well
6: we were just talking about that i think we've that's that's on the horizon to do that yes so you have that and so for the fact you know think about it from the faculty and the staff it gives them tools to use that they have not they've not they've never had here never had anything like this so they go from you know really old or outdated equipment to really now the modern technology there I can tell you equipment came from all over the world from what I understand to uh, to be a part of that dairy plant so I think the students will benefit the faculty will be excited to. it's like having
5: new toys for them right I guess and my question is what about the faculty what have they expressed as far as the new things they can do the modern technology they can develop and show to these students
6: yeah so I mean I think that's that those opportunities will be great for them and if and if you partner that with the, the dairy uh, the Dairy Innovation Hub and what they do—you go all the way from, you know, the the, um, the animals, the animal growth, development, all the way to the product, and then what you can do. So you can go all the way from the animal to the endpoint here at River Falls. You have the the whole gamut, and so you'll get—they'll get that opportunity, um, you know, to take those products and and do great things with them and fun things that uh, those experience that they will take away, and then the students can take away, and it'll make them very marketable, and yep. hopefully become part of the you know the Wisconsin dairy industry.
5: And of course, at the ribbon cutting, you, you got to take the ball. But your predecessor was very much uh, part of this from the beginning.
6: Oh, Dale did all the work. I mean, like I said, I'm like I was like the guy, the football player that came in with two minutes left, right? I get to experience and enjoy this and see the fruit of it going on. But Dale, Dale's
5: the guy that did all the, you know, he did all the work. And so. that, of course, Dr. Dale Gallenberg, who is now retired, but. Uh, Dr. Orth, you got a smile on your face, so I know this is uh, something you're anxious to really get going full speed. Well, I know. I like ice cream and cheese and butter, so I you're, do want to see You're people. in the right place. I am, yes. Uh, Dr. Michael Orth, who's the Dean of the College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences, Trevor Wietrich is with me now. And Trevor, as we stand here looking at the sign, the Wietrich family, Grassland Dairy Center of Excellence. You talked about five generations of the Wietrich family coming from Switzerland. This has to be very satisfying.
7: Absolutely. Uh, you know, like like Dr. Orth had mentioned, you know, the, the future of the industry is the people. And UW-River Falls is poised and positioned to bring the best dairy students out of this facility uh, for the future of, of, of dairy processing. And uh, uh, we're going to maintain, uh, Wisconsin will, I guarantee, maintain that dairy state statement uh, um, with with just the the students and their training they're going to have out of this facility.
5: What kind of discussions did you have back home at the the creamery with maybe your dad Dallas and the rest of the staff and the rest of the family about committing because you committed seven figures to this thing and uh, you got a smile on your face so you're happy you did it but what was the discussion to make it go? a a lot of our uh, employees are UW River Falls
7: food science graduates and uh, um, you know in a testament to them and and where they brought Grassland Airy over the last 20-30 years uh, it's almost a little bit of a thank you to them as well um, for for uh, uh, for being such uh, advocates for the industry and for Grassland Airy and uh, uh, if we want to maintain that you know we've got a next generation coming through and hopefully they're they're gonna be even better
5: I would imagine folks like you and there are other dairy plant representatives here at the ribbon cutting that you're not gonna walk off campus and forget it. You'll be here as consultants, you'll have people on staff, you're gonna hire interns. How will this develop into uh, a center of excellence even more.
7: I think what's exciting is what uh, uh, Dr. Orth uh, alluded to was the collaboration between industry and UW River Falls. Um, That happened in the past but now we have a facility where that that is more easily blended and uh, I'm excited for that collaboration and and, and to see where that takes the industry as a whole as well.
5: Now you contributed obviously a a generous amount of money to this. What about uh, expertise as far as building this guiding the University because you're in the industry every day as far as equipment as far as processing and lines things like that how much did you and other members of the dairy industry around Wisconsin get together and meet over the years because this wasn't a project that, that happened in a year or two
7: right this is a 10-year project uh, like John had uh, John Umhyfer at cheesemakers had alluded to and uh, and it was a true collaboration between vendors industry partners uh, across the whole spectrum. Uh, And it was that collaboration that brought us to today.
5: As you go forward with this, and as you mentioned, the folks that have worked at your plant that are UW River Falls graduates and known grassland dairy, you're not sitting on your hands I would assume you're looking for more graduates in the future because it's an ever-expanding business you have over in Greenwood absolutely you know our success is driven on our people and and we hire smarter people than we
7: do than we are and uh, hopefully these Center of Excellence students are going to be a lot smarter than I and uh, and take us to even another level
5: and as you uh, go forward with this again will you continue to be involved in this or you're going to let the university run it completely, but the industry is still going to be a part of this.
7: Well, absolutely, and that's, you know, that's the collaboration um, with the industry and, and the university. And uh, moving forward, I think we have to be involved um, for the students and
5: for ourselves. I think it's a, uh, uh, it's a marriage uh, that, that works both ways. And uh, from knowing your grandfather, John, how proud would he be of this? Oh, he would love it. And the rest of the family? Absolutely. It's, it's a huge honor. It really is, and I know the folks here at River Falls uh, thank you and the industry because, and again, it wasn't just the butter industry, it was every part of the dairy industry as well.
7: Yeah, butter starts with milk, and you need good milk, and uh, you got the the best processing facility on any campus in the world, I think, sitting down here right now, and uh, you're going to have some pretty good
5: milk going through that facility. And as uh, you look at it, uh, some of the cheese and butter and uh, all those things in your facility, you're ever expanding. I was talking to, to Dallas that uh, there's more building going to be happening over in Greenwood.
7: Right. We uh, we have 120 acres to build on, and only half of it is 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 got brick and mortar. So we've got we've got a lot of growth. But uh, yeah, in the next five years, we're going to have uh, some, some substantial growth, and uh, we're excited and a little scared as well.
5: You should be in the dairy industry, an uncertain industry, but the best there is in Wisconsin. Trevor Wheatrick, Dr. Michael Orth, again, leaders of the Wheatrick Grassland Dairy, the Wheatrick family grassland dairy center of excellence, now officially open at the University of Wisconsin River Falls College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences. I'm Bob Bosold.
4: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
8: to hear
4: what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance, early and often, on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. When
9: you need me, I'll be by your side.
0: If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us. It is time now for our Compeer Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. And the very first thing that I want to talk about with Stu is what I saw yesterday when I was driving up to the Ripon area. There were some snow flurries in the air, and rumor is that we're going to be getting a little bit more snow coming up here in... Well, tomorrow, actually. So, Stu, what do you know about
11: that? Well, Nate, I, I, I saw a couple of those stray snowflakes myself yesterday. Just that, you know, there was a couple of snowflakes. Uh, we may see more of that. And Yes, I've seen some maps indicating from all about Moston, just north of Madison to Beaver Dam, even to West Bend, that a couple of inches of snow could accumulate right in that line. That sounds like a great idea. You know, oh boy, we need to get some winter. No, it's not a great idea. We've got corn standing and we want it to dry down. We don't need to add snow to the mix. I don't expect it's going to be that big of a deal. If we get some accumulating snow, I don't know that it will push all the way to two. It just doesn't appear that way to me. But some new light snow, yes, absolutely not going to stick around long. That ground is still too warm to support the accumulation and the maintenance of that new snow cover. So it's not going to be around for long, just going to leave things kind of sloppy and wet. That's really what I expect out of all of this as we make our way on through Tuesday afternoon, it's going to be very sloppy and wet with that new moisture right on top of the ground and the temperatures that are still going to be cooler than normal. I know it, we should still be in the low 50s. And at best, I think we're talking upper 30s still the next couple of days. So some kind of cool conditions in store. High pressure this morning is to our Southwest. Being on the northeast side of that system, we have a pretty quiet start to the day. That's all right. The closest rain way down towards southern Illinois into Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, really pulling away. Not a big concern for us. We'll get some sunshine and really have a nice day a little on the cool side. That's why that freeze warning is in effect until 10 a.m for just about everybody except Boston and Oshkosh, everybody else under that freeze warning where those temperatures are going to drop down to the killing point. Officially, if we get down to 28 degrees for about two hours, we can say the growing season is over. And I'm betting for most of us that's what we have around here this morning. It's going to get that cool for long enough that will be at the end of the growing season. Well, it's about time things need to dry down, no doubt about that. That little bit of a precipitation chance builds in late tonight, lasting into Tuesday. A small system drops in out of the Northwest and tries to bring that little light snow our way. Once this all clears through, yes, we still have kind of a cool day in store for Wednesday, but those temperatures begin to moderate. And in fact, looking toward Friday and the weekend, we could find our way back up into the lower 50s, at least Friday and Saturday. That's back to normal for this time of the year. Comes along with a, a fairly good chance of some sun, maybe a bit of a sprinkle possibility to start the weekend, you know, very scattered light rain. But I think that more mild air sounds like a winter coming our way. With all that said and done, I'll have our forecast details right after this. We're
10: Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual
0: Insurance, keeping
1: Wisconsin strong. We're back for our Compere Financial Ag Weather Update with Stu Muck. Based on everything I'm hearing from you, Stu, doesn't sound like we're going to have a whole lot of excitement tomorrow. None of that snow is going to be sticking around. So hopefully the rest of the week will be a good opportunity for our farmers who are out there harvesting to continue getting off the crops that they need to get off.
11: Yeah, it may actually start to dry a little bit. I guess that's some of the best thing I look at, especially uh, Wednesday, Thursday, toward Friday, a little better drying, and all of that's going to help us out. You're absolutely right. The Compere Financial Ag Weather Forecast, including that freeze warning till 10 a.m., it is a chilly start. Make sure you bundle up on the way out. And I expect that we're in for a nice sunny Monday. And it does stay a little cool in the upper 30s today with the northwest winds about 5 to 15 but clouds build in tonight. That weak system drops in from the Northwest and there could be a snow shower yet before daybreak. Uh, we drop down to about 26, the clouds helping a little. The Southwest winds about five to 10 cloudy skies Tuesday, some snow showers. Yes, maybe some accumulating, but it's not going to stick around long an inch or maybe a bit more in a couple of areas. I expect some sunshine to break out even by late Tuesday and we hold in the upper thirties. The Northwest winds get a bit stronger in the day. They may even start out Southwest in Eastern Wisconsin early in the day, but Northwest winds tomorrow, 10 to 20 gusting about 30 miles per hour. And we get to Wednesday, partly sunny, very upper 30s, maybe a 40 toward La Crosse. Southwest winds at 5 to 15 with that sunshine then, Nate, up into the 40s for Thursday, maybe even the 50s by Friday and Saturday. Sounds a lot more like decent autumn weather is going to come around here later in the week.
1: Well, I think we'll certainly take that. We'll try to enjoy fall as long as we can, especially with our farmers out there in the field. And hopefully it's uh, many weeks before there's any chance of any snow that could be coming through to stick on the ground, yeah?
11: Yeah, I think so. We've got that break. The the first one, it looks neat. It puts a scare into some people, and it thaws off pretty quick. And we keep on going.
1: Well, that all sounds good to me. So, thanks again for that egg weather update, Stu. And that's your Compeer Financial update. So remember, Compeer Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America.
0: This is the Midwest Farm Report
4: with Pam Youngkey.
0: exteriors just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home roofing windows gutters siding and decks can legacy do it you bet better prices better warranties legacy always makes it easy go to legacy-exteriors.com legacy exteriors just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home
11: Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies from navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, x-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system, and parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com.
4: Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at
0: Goodman's.
9: Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors.
4: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the Wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com.
1: You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Rinnai tankless water heaters, the number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Rinnai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Rinnai water heater from
7: Benjamin Plumbing.
4: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
9: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
4: Benjamin
12: Plumbing. At Bergstrom Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before, join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom.
2: You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play would you rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Lyuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to lyunaWisconsin.org/join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt.
13: As we're facing in, 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 in some uncharted waters, or waters we haven't been to in a long time. It's like the Packers hit the Bermuda Triangle, and they have now been lost in those waters. Take a listen.
4: Green Bay fans are suffering through their team's worst season since 1958. The Packers' fumbling offense has them on a seven-game losing streak. It gives them
6: the distinction of being the last-place team in the NFL. But perhaps the only payoff for the Packers plunge will be winning first prize in the draft. UCLA quarterback Troy Aikman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that rowdy. Wow. Look at that. Look at that'll throwback. How much different do you think wow. the trajectories of the two franchise would be if the Packers did draft Troy Aikman? and they never get Brett Favre, but who knows who the hell is the quarterback for the Cowboys in the 90s.
13: Right? I mean, that would be a a great experience. But also, and
2: obviously in this um, butterfly effect world that we're speaking of, if Troy Aikman goes down and has to retire early because of concussions,
13: there's probably no Aaron Rodgers. Like, you don't get there. You know who the Packers selected that year? Troy Aikman went number one to the Dallas Cowboys? Was that the Tony Mandrich here? Bingo. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and then guess who the Lions picked next? Barry Sanders. Correct, the Guess who picked? Uh, who was? Who went number fifth to the Atlanta Falcons? Deion Sanders. Bingo. <laughs> Packers are like, well, yeah. Yep, we can- they pretty
2: much whiffed on everyone. How about that? Everyone in the t- well, it was probably like a draft where the top ten guys are all studs except for one, and you took the turd
13: yep that's basically what happened i mean look what was around mandrick tony Aik or tony troy aikman barry sanders Derek thomas Deion sanders that was your top five
4: wow
2: so everyone was at the minimum a serviceable nfl player except for tony Mandric. yeah yep nice job guys
13: well i mean Derek thomas was one of the greatest pass wrestlers of all time <laughs> Deion sanders is prime barry sanders is one of the best running backs of all time Troy aikman look at the you know in the Hall of Fame, all the... Uh, well, I bet if, even if you go out of the top legacies ten, with you're going to get, like, it's
2: going to be one of those drafts where it was just star-studded and you got the turd.
13: Yep, pretty much. So, I mean, how close were the... what? Packers lose Sunday. Let's see if they do. If the Packers lose on Sunday. Well, the, the top five draft picks, by the way, they're all Hall of Famers besides Tony. <laughs> okay. Let's see if Packers lose Sunday. Now what? now what
2: you start looking at who's who's on that top 5 to 10 board what what are they go oh, you lose so they're, right now they're in for the 7th seventh 7th draft, seventh pick. draft pick yeah you start uh, analyzing who the top 5 prospects are
13: what did uh, who called it and said tank for drake drake may i think we had a couple of people say that do you, do the packers go draft a quarterback next year if this continues on the way it's continuing I, on i think if if love continues to regress you can't
2: rule it out I mean, hell, they didn't even rule out drafting a quarterback when Aaron Rodgers was playing great football. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, he was getting older, no doubt about that. Same thing they did with Brett Favre and, and I guess, well, Aaron Rodgers and let's not forget about Brian (laughs) Brom. They were never sold on Rodgers. That's why they drafted Brom in the second round. If they were sold on Rodgers that he was great, Brian Brom would never have been drafted. And
13: you always got to be looking out for your future. And I'll say this, Sean Clifford ain't the future for the Green Bay Packers, despite... I know some people really want to see what Clifford does. It's not. No, it's not happening. The people that are it's, mad it's not that not gonna the Packers
2: happen. suck that want Sean Clifford to play, they'll be madder because he's that much worse. The game will look that much worse.
13: He's not like I Like I understand. Like you're upset and you want to see some change. And if they were to do that, it's that's you're Brian Gutekunst and Matt Lafleur kissing their careers goodbye. They will be not. You know, and they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna go fire themselves. They're not gonna jeopardize their job by you know, they put all of their eggs in the Jordan Love basket. They have to see it out. But you, that's you the ride, one thing you ride or die with it.
2: I will give GMs credit that decide to move on from a player maybe earlier than what the normal GM would if they are like, This guy, is, he's not it. He's not it. We gotta go somewhere else. I totally understand and forgive a GM that missed on a Jordan Love like that. If if You know, hindsight 2020 here, but say in three years, Jordan Love is like, dude, he's like a bat, like an okay backup at best. I could be all right with Goody punting on him after this season and going and drafting a quarterback because this is a really deep quarterback draft. I mean, deep quarterback draft. There's like a dozen guys that are big time names. If you combine
0: pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, We welcome you, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning and welcome
1: back. I'm Nate Zimdars, thank you for starting out your week with us. We really appreciate you being here with us and getting an update on all good things agriculture. You know, our first president, George Washington, had it right when he said agriculture is the most healthful, most useful, and most noble employment of man. Agriculture is huge. the American economy. And because it's so big for the American economy and because it touches so many people all across this country, our politicians recognize the importance in supporting agriculture to ensure that we have an abundant and healthy food supply. Our very own Senator Tammy Baldwin has recently introduced some legislation to support our farmers and I had the opportunity to catch up with her and speak more about the work that she is doing in DC organic agriculture has a rich history in Wisconsin Wisconsin is currently ranked number two in the nation for organic farms with 1455 which is eight percent of the nation's total because of organic agriculture's widespread presence in our state our elected officials are paying attention to what those farmers need to be successful I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and Senator Tammy Baldwin has introduced two legislative packages to support organic agriculture. She shares what each of these pieces of legislation are designed to do for our organic farmers. What were you hearing from organic dairy farms that encouraged you to introduce the Organic Dairy Assistance, Investment, and Reporting Yields Act of
9: 2023? We have a real rich Tradition of organic dairy farming in the state of Wisconsin. And teaming up with colleagues who also have a significant organic tradition, we thought, given the headwinds that we're seeing these dairies face, that we really wanted to deliver crucial emergency assistance to help keep the family farms in the families to be able to invest in essential dairy infrastructure that can go towards either establishing new processing facilities, plants, or enhancing on-farm infrastructure. But again, these headwinds that we've seen include volatile market, rising production costs, unstable feed supplies, and weather events. So we wanted to really invest in solutions that keep our organic dairy industry strong.
1: Can you give us a breakdown of what this legislation will specifically do to address some of those concerns?
9: Yeah, so it'll offer crucial emergency assistance to help families keep their farms when they're facing losses. It allocates dollars for essential dairy infrastructure investments. It could go anywhere from establishing new processing plants or enhancing on-farm infrastructure. There's an investment in Research and data collection that focuses specifically on organic dairy so that we can get aid to farmers faster when disasters hit in the future and the data collection helps our dairy farmers plan better.
1: You also recently introduced the Organic Market Development Act. How is this legislation different than the Dairy Act?
9: The Organic Market Development Act is broader in that it deals with all sectors of the organic agriculture industry, not just dairy operations. And what we see right now in this area is an increase in demand for organic products. But right now, the organic farmers are struggling to keep up with this increased demand, so we want to make sure that any business or farmer that produces or handles organic foods are eligible for grants to reach new markets to help innovate new products and to help grow their businesses. By way of example, in this program, businesses could use these grants to purchase new equipment, uh, study new product formulations or really expand and upgrade their facilities to accommodate new products, among other uses for those grants.
1: Why is it important to support organic agriculture in Wisconsin?
9: I look at our state's rich tradition of leading in the organic movement in organic farming. Way back when organics was seeking to distinguish itself from conventional farming, we had... Leaders in our state who were really leading the movement and bringing forth standards that would be widely recognized and consumers could rely on the good name of organics to know what they were getting. People are willing to pay a premium to know that they're buying an organic product. So it's great to see organics expand, the demand for organics expand, and it's exciting to see Wisconsin's leadership role in this movement.
1: Have you had the opportunity recently to visit any organic operations in the state? And if so, what have you learned from producers?
9: So I've had multiple opportunities even this year to be on organic operations, whether those be dairy or others. And I think that the lessons are often how compatible it is with being good stewards of our soils, of our resources and you know, many organic farmers are practicing in ways that are environmentally smart. Whether that's pasture-fed dairy operations, grass-fed operations, cover crops, all sorts of all sorts of practices that are very eco-smart, if you will.
1: Where do things currently stand with the farm bill?
9: We would have loved to have seen the ag committee on the Senate side meet the. September 30th deadline. We did not meet that deadline, but I'm following their progress very closely. I hope that we'll be able to meet year-end deadline, and I'm fighting to make sure that Wisconsin farmers have a seat at the table as negotiations continue by working hard to include some of the measures that I've championed, like the Farmers First Program, the Farm and Ranch Assistance Network, which connects our farmers with Mental health resources they need in very tough times. And also recognizing that in rural areas, we need to expand access to affordable childcare, broadband connectivity. So investing in rural development programs is something that I want to make sure is emphasized in the Farm Bill. And also supporting the Dairy Business Innovation Initiative, a measure that I got in the last Farm Bill and want to make sure it continues in this next renewal.
1: What is your main message for farmers and others in agriculture about the work you're doing in D.C. to support the industry?
9: It's just a recognition that our farmers face some pretty heavy headwinds these days, and it's had a real impact on small and medium-sized farms in Wisconsin. The fact that the markets have been volatile, the price for milk if you're a dairy farmer has been quite volatile. We see rising production costs. We see unstable supplies for things like feed, and we've of course been challenged by extreme weather events, whether those are prolonged drought or flooding at other times. And it's important that we step up to help our farmers face these headwinds and get through. That's what I want the farmers of Wisconsin to recognize: is we see the headwinds you're facing, and and want to provide the tools necessary for farmers to face those headwinds and make it through.
1: Each of these packages, if passed, will invest $25 million annually to support organic agriculture. That money will go on to help an industry that has reached over $60 billion in sales just last year. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.
0: Keeping Wisconsin
1: strong.
10: Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural
0: Mutual insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
1: It's time now for an update on our morning markets. But first, before we dive into that, I want to touch on something that is affecting people all across the state of Wisconsin, and that is childcare. It's a big deal. It's hard to find in a lot of places, especially our rural areas, and the costs are significant. And it leaves families having to make difficult decisions about what to do with their kids. I spoke with Lauren Langworthy. She is a farmer who also works off the farm with her husband, which provides unique challenges to her. And she talked about what those challenges are for families that have children, run a farm and work full time off the farm when they're trying to find childcare. She shares what makes some of those challenges different from what many others who need child care have to face.
9: A 9-to-5 job is a little bit more clear about its expectations, but a farm, you really can't control when something goes sideways or when the weather is going to behave or all sorts of different factors that come with agriculture. Not only do we really need that business day support, but sometimes we really need someone who can stick around another hour so that we can run around and do things that might be a little bit dangerous dangerous with a kid but have both parents available to do it. The other bigger piece of it is that we're kind of located out in a very rural space in order to have a farm. And that means that a lot of the childcare opportunities that more people can use are much further away.
1: Now let's take a look at our Monday morning market numbers. Cash corn is trading at 4.81 and 3 quarters. That is only up 1. Cash soybeans are trading at 13.04 and a quarter, up 7. December 2023 wheat is trading at 570 and a half, down five. New crop wheat is trading at 629 and a half, down four and a quarter. November class three milk contract is trading at 1743 100 weight, that is up three. And December milk is trading at 1740 100 weight, up 11. This is
4: the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
12: The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com
7: William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
10: When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear, vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not.
0: Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs.
10: And
2: dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body.
12: And nicotine, the same highly addictive
8: substance found
12: in regular cigarettes.
8: Because when you talk, they hear you.
4: For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
0: Being with you makes us happy as pigs in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report.
3: There's a new tractor coming to market, and you won't be taking a look under the hood. And that's because the hood doesn't open. And if it did, there's not much to see. Just batteries and an electric motor. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and that's just one of the differences between your traditional diesel utility tractor and the all-electric T4 by New Holland. Lena Bioni is the product marketing manager for the all-electric tractor coming to market. We talk about where she sees this tractor serving farmers best and how it's different from the tractors we're used to working with every day. She says this model is
14: the first of its kind. We introduced at Farm Progress Show this year to the public the industry's first all-electric utility tractor with autonomous features. Uh, Right now we're working through validation and expect to be taking customer orders here this fall and releasing those to our customers in Q2 of 2024.
3: What's the sentiment been around electric? We've seen electric vehicles But what's the feeling on electric tractors from just your average farmer in
14: in rural America? It definitely depends on the farmer, where they're at and how their infrastructure and if they're prepared or even able to run an electric vehicle on the farm. We're seeing a high demand from uh, specialty agriculture on the West Coast. They have an immense amount of subsidies and funds available to them to supply alternative fuel sources um, on their farm. We're also seeing a lot of municipalities that are very interested in the technology, as well as some mixed farm and equine operations as well. Um, It's a tractor of their size, and they really like the idea of being uh, more energy independent and also that reduced cost of ownership.
3: And New Holland will be the first to say electric tractors, they're not meant for everything because it may not be feasible in some areas. But
14: where do they belong? Yeah, they definitely would belong in any of our segments that are currently using a utility tractor. If you're using a utility tractor today, most of the time they're spent um, with a loader on them and they're around the barnyard doing chores of that nature. So um, that makes a lot of sense because that's where our power source is. When they're not going out into the field and running for um, days on end in order to get crop planted or harvested, when they're going back to the barn each night that's a, a prime candidate for an electric vehicle because they're able to recharge um, and be able to save money that way
3: and lena you and i are talking in wisconsin where your message was also that dairy farmers would greatly benefit from electric tractors but
14: but tell us why So the dairy operations would benefit because they have a fuel source right there on the farm um, with methane. So if they're able to capture that methane from the cattle and then have a digester and scrub that methane and turn it into an electric source, uh, some of them right now are doing that and selling it back to the grid um, or back to the electric companies. They have that source right there, that energy already, and they can be powering their electric tractors at um, virtually no cost once they've installed that infrastructure.
3: Lena says the industry's first ever electric tractor with autonomous features also adds a safety element to the farm that wasn't there before.
14: There's a lot of safety that can go in when you have an electric vehicle because of the way that the technology is developed. Uh, multiple cameras and sensors in the roof line and around the tractor are able to detect when objects or other people come within the tractor's um, safe zone and shut it down for example around the pto which we know is a definitely a a major source um, of injuries around the farm with pto guardrail it's able to identify when something is coming into that uh, into that area and then it's going to shut down the pto so that way there's no injury
3: And then I'd say probably the third largest benefit you outlined for us today was that there are cost savings in the right conditions.
14: Yeah, it definitely would depend on what time you're um, getting your energy. If you have fluctuating energy rates, um, any of those off-peak times that you're able to charge the tractor are going to definitely show you some savings, as well as the savings of no longer needing to purchase diesel fuel, diesel exhaust fluid, engine oils, engine filters, uh, any of those consumables that we would have with an internal combustion engine.
3: And on the subject of cost, I've got to ask, how much
14: do these tractors run for? So we haven't released our pricing yet. We're still working on finalizing some of that, but we'll be able to um, share that with customers once we get closer to our order writing period.
3: Is it likely that it will come at a premium compared to your traditional diesel tractor, and why?
14: It will come at a premium, um, which I think most customers would come to expect because of the new technology that is built in, um, not only with the safety features, but just also the new uh, electric tractor um, has some new technology that, that we had to develop there. But the good news is that the amount of incentives and federal money that is available to um, agricultural farms and um, anyone in an off-road type environment to help subsidize or reduce the cost of these tractors.
3: I want to talk about some of the differences that you know you you wouldn't maybe think of unless you've been driving
14: in a diesel tractor and then driving an electric tractor like is there a weight change so the weight has increased in the battery electric vehicle tractor and that comes from a few different things the batteries do have uh, some weight to them so to support the weight of the tractor and those batteries we put a heavy duty front axle to support the batteries uh, since we put a heavy-duty front axle on it, we could then put a heavier front loader on it. So we've added weight by added the batteries, and then to support the weight, we increased the front axle. And since we increased the front axle, we could have a bigger loader. So all of those things come together, though we added weight it helped us and gave us a benefit of now we've got more function out of the front loader.
3: Lena answers a lot more of my questions about the pros and cons of an all-electric tractor, especially in Wisconsin. You can find the full conversation at the podcast tab on midwestfarmreport.com. Lena Bioni is the product marketing manager for the new T4 electric power tractor by New Holland. It is the industry's first all-electric tractor with autonomous features. And some of those features are that the tractor can follow you through a gate when you get out to open it up. Again, we talk more about that in our full conversation.